0: Mejor Sola is a space for women of color and femme identifying folks of color who want to join the self love revolution and need the affirmation of two mujeres who are also on their way. Welcome back, amores, to another episode of Mejor Sola. This is Des.
1: This is M. Hi.
0: Happy New Year, everyone. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Feliz 2021 what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and happy one year anniversary to us no way boo we launched our first episode (laughs) on january 1st of last year you're so right (laughs) we were sitting in tanya's like dining room Mm -hmm. when you hit like publish yeah like 30 minutes
1: before i needed to get on an airplane back to yeah, austin cuz that's how we do everything exactly on freaking soundcloud mhm you're so right yeah the oh my god happy one year anniversary
0: happy one year anniversary boo how did we not remember <laughs> that when we were like getting ready for the- <laughs> we're over here like talking
1: about like our <laughs> like vieja medications that we take you know you know yeah. i'm
0: like i got some new pms gummies <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally gushing about forgot. my
1: melatonin you know? and like we're not here talking about one year of mejor sola
0: i know <laughs> damn Fuck. it's funny
1: though because okay. i listen to like other podcasts of course and like i i you know, most of the time they're celebrating some milestone that they forgot was coming up. And I'm like, how do you forget? And here I am like, we
0: just did. That's
1: so funny. (laughs)
0: That's so funny. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Losing. What is it? Losing the forest and the trees. Yeah.
0: Wow. Well, thank you all so much for being here with us. After a whole ass year or five <laughs> minutes or whatever, like, just thank you so much. Um, <laughs> That's, yeah, awesome. Anyways, how are you, love?
1: <laughs> I'm doing well. I just, um, I was running late to our recording sesh today because we did a little virtual cutting of the Rosca de Reyes cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not the official day for the cutting the cake, but I guess it worked um for my partner's family. And so my partner found the baby. Oh. Um, so I think they're going to have to like buy some gift cards for delivery, food services. Something. I don't know how that's going to work out, but.
0: How many people uh, are we talking about coming to
1: this Rosca party? I mean, this virtual Virtually. Rosca party, like 15. So Damn. I'm like, are you sending like little gift cards? I don't know. We'll talk about logistics, but if any of y'all are yeah. celebrating and you know how to. Um, split this up virtually. Let us know your ideas. Yeah, um, but, just invite everybody ten dollars. Right. Yeah. Go have your own party. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I got some amazing outdoor time today. Um. I've. For those of you who don't know, I'm been in Florida for about a month now. Damn, um, it's been a month. I know. Shit, girl. Yeah. So. We made the decision early December to come be with family, um, my partner's family. My family is all in California. Um, so I was, I was very grateful to spend some time sheltering in place with my partner's family. Um, but we had to build in time to quarantine and things like that. So that's, right. that's why it's been a whole month now. Um, I did get tested a week ago and got my negative results. Um, so, you know still navigating all those parts of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so sending love to everyone who is navigating that as well. I know um, I couldn't see my family. I know my family members um, are affected right now too. Um, and everyone seems like they're going to be recovering. So um, I know that California has been heavy on my heart, just knowing how much it's impacted the state and, I'm really grateful to have found some semblance of some family, even though it's only a couple of us. Um, So yeah, so as much as it sounds or it could appear on social media that, um, you know, we're trying to ignore everything that's going on, I think I, I try to have some, extend some courtesy to folks who are finding different ways to celebrate just because... I think it's hard to to talk about it all the time talk about um the scariness of it all so yeah i i definitely let out a good downpour of tears at midnight Mm. eastern time um which is very odd i've never been on the east coast for new year's so right oh my gosh (laughs) it felt like it wasn't real it's like no it's only (laughs) nine (laughs) o'clock
0: your internal clock runs yeah off. my
1: internal clock was like nah girl you gotta stay <laughs> up till three Fuck. <laughs> um so yeah i had like just this gushing of tears like instantly i was like one minute like at 11 59 i was like really you know happy and excited had my grapes ready to go and then at midnight i was just like bawling um so definitely a lot of catharsis right now i know time is not real. It's all a social construct. (laughs) But it's it's nice to have this kind of like um marker, universal marker of time that we're all like taking a minute to pause and reflect. So I did did i did do a lot of that leading up to the new year. Um yeah, and I think reading a lot of uh Adrian Marie Brown, um Mm. she's a wonderful scholar, um a lot of her essays and blog posts lately talking about ways to feel grateful for the year even though it's had a lot of challenges and loss um it's really helped me keep things in perspective good so i'm glad yeah a little you know just like all of 2020 was a little Mm -hmm. bit of light a little bit of sorrow and you know finding ways through it all together
0: yeah yeah damn
1: how about you, my dear? How are you entering
0: uh, the space today? How was your New Year's? Uh New Year's was the same for us. Where yeah. our family is like when you consider all of us, it's big, but most of my family is in Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. So I haven't celebrated a new year with them in over a decade. Um, so for uh the typical New Year's for us the last few years has just been myself, Chewy baby girl um his sister and his mom that's it yeah um so it was the same like we you know we see them frequently because they help in care of Soph every once in a while um so yeah we just it was like any other day we went over there we shared dinner together um played a couple games with Sophie and then came home um Sophie is not the biggest fan of fireworks And my mother-in-law lives in Boyle Heights um, And it they start the fireworks pretty early there So we were like, let's get home before it gets too loud um, So yeah, we came home And she woke up right before midnight Probably like at 11.30 <laughs> And came out with us into the living room And um, yeah, we just, we stayed up till m- about midnight And then she wanted to watch Frosty the Snowman Oh so we watched Frosty the Snowman and then we went to bed around one in the morning. Um did enjoy a bottle of Don Julio 1942. <gasps> Girl. Oh yeah. Was I nice. was gonna
1: say same, but I forgot that I messaged you when I saw that. That
0: yeah. we were drinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we finished that bottle. Um it's great. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was it was super low key. It was really quiet, and I think normally I like get all in my feels about the fact that like I can't party on new year's. I haven't been able to party on new year's for a long time, but this year I was happy to just be home mm. and, and be with my little family unit. So it was good. I um, mean, there's just a lot of like newness coming. I start a new position tomorrow at work. Like that's right. I have, yeah. Tomorrow's my first day and my official, new role. <laughs> I put that on LinkedIn today. <laughs> <laughs> it's official now. Um yeah, it's official. And um I have some exciting things coming uh with uh, with uh, my dear friend Michelle. So there's just a lot of newness like aside from it being a new year, right? Um right. So yeah, um, but I feel good. I'm like taking my vitamins and doing the thing, trying to hold myself accountable. So, yeah,
1: I'm what, what kind of vitamins are you into?
0: So um, I I suffer a lot from I was going to say TMI, but y'all know everything about me. So I <laughs> you, <laughs> I, have I really... don't. Is that a medical diagnosis? Like you suffer what? from TMI? Oh, no, 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 not that part. My bad. <laughs> um, I mean, but also, yes, I like to overshare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say TMI, but y'all know a lot about me anyways. So I have really bad periods, like really, really bad periods. They're super painful. I gain anywhere from seven to 10 pounds in bloating over the course of six days. Like it's really bad. And honestly, like the weight part isn't the bad part. It's everything that comes with being bloated, like the un- like being so uncomfortable. Um, So I was reading up on like, different supplements that are available and i found these gummies called flow we're not sponsored y'all just putting that out there um <laughs> i just started taking them but they're uh-huh. supposed to help with um with like cramps and bloating and the mood swings oh my gosh y'all my mood swings are the worst That's... the worst i'm already a leo sun so the drama just like (laughs) exists in me Mm -hmm. yeah so what i liked about them is that they are vegan um they're non uh they're gluten free so i most of the time follow a diet that has very little like bread and carbohydrates in it. So for me, it's important for things to be gluten-free. Um, I also, uh, I just did a 23 me, which I didn't tell what? you about. <laughs> yeah, girl. My sister-in-law gifted it to me for Christmas. Ooh. And did you get your results got, back yet? I did. I did get my results back, which we can talk about that later. But um, one of the things that came up is that I am more prone to having celiac disease,
1: uh, meaning you would have an intolerance to gluten
0: yes which makes a lot of sense now because I went so long without it my body felt so good
1: and then mm. you know
0: these last I don't know eight months have been like off and on I've just kind of been eating it a little more than mm. I normally would and I feel horrible mm. And so I've never actually been diagnosed with like an issue with gluten, but it makes a lot of sense now, like reading through what came back in the test. Um, So anyways, these appeal to me because of um, what they're made with. Um, I met like I recognize most of the ingredients on here and the ones that I didn't like I easily Googled and was like, oh, I don't mind putting that in my body. Um, They're also kind of sweet and I have a really bad sweet tooth, so I like them a lot. Oh, yeah. Good. So we'll see how it goes. I am four days into taking them five, four or five days into taking them. And it's funny because they got here the day that I started my period
1: yeah I was
0: like I'm <laughs> gonna start taking them now but just you take them every day so it's like a, oh. a daily supplement yeah because it's supposed to help reduce those things before your period even gets here because I get bloating days before my period I get right. cramps days before my period my mood swings start four days out y'all so it's a yeah. whole 12 ass days of mood yeah. swings pray for everybody who has to move <laughs> so um so yeah um we'll see We'll see how I like them. Um, I also just ordered some uh, ACV gummies in the mail. Uh, I don't like apple cider vinegar, but I know that my body responds well to it. Okay. So uh, I ordered the gummies. We'll see how they do. Um, and this is all just in hopes to like kickstart my health and wellness journey all over again. Um, it had, really has nothing to do with the beginning of the year. It just happened to fall right now. <laughs> right. You're just
1: hopping on the track yeah. at this time.
0: Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it feels really good.
1: It feels really, really good. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I'm excited to hear how... Um, your body adjusts to those things. I, it's so funny. Like we found out that we're also like super synced up and got our period at the same time. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I, I know like my periods, like my mid twenties, like shifted from being like, you know, um, barely noticeable to like a whole event, like the mood swings and, yeah. um, the dip de- like the sadness oh yeah anxiety yeah. yeah it's it's peak like two days before it's it's yeah. really uh, scary so if you notice any mood changes with this pill or um this gummy for those things i would be so interested to know I'm how it goes you. i will let
0: you know boo i will let you know <laughs>
1: um while we're on, in this uh vieja corner this um <laughs> senora <laughs> minute <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> I definitely dropped like a clean $60 at CVS buying just things that I needed to maintain health yeah, um, girl. while traveling. Like I bought DayQuil, NyQuil. Um, I bought the liquid IV because I was like, oh. you know, I want to drink a little bit. Okay. And it's like those little powders you put into a glass of water and it's like 12 times the hydration of a cup of water. Oh, um, girl, this like powdered pedialyte is exactly. what that is yeah. exactly yeah yeah um but you know it's more travel friendly because the pedialyte yeah can you can't a carry a
0: bottle of pedialyte yeah. <laughs>
1: um i also the three ounce limit mm-hmm, yep yeah, i gotta stay under that three ounce yeah and um i had a colleague of mine turn me on to zarby's um yes they have like the children's brand but i like the adult brand um yep Immunity support and sleep aid. Oh, knocks me out, and I don't feel
0: groggy the next day, and it feels really good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Zarbee's is my go-to. Really? I don't look, y'all. Yes, I know. I'm. An, I might get a lot of slack for this. I don't use Vicks. Um, <gasps> I know. <laughs> All the collective I gasp. <laughs> I know. I know. Such, yeah. I'm also the one who doesn't eat menu. The one in my family, anyways. Um. <laughs> Yeah, if we're going to talk about stereotypes, I don't fit any of them. So, anyways, I don't use Vicks. Um, I use the Zarbies balm that they have. Yes, it's technically in the kids section, but that stuff, it's a eucalyptus rub. Ooh. And it works wonders, as Dorian. I bought her one a couple years ago when she was going through this like cycle of like homegirl just was always sick. I was like, boo, you ain't got nobody to take care of you. So like I one day just like dropped off a bunch of stuff at her desk. And that was one of them. Um, <laughs> and she found it randomly a couple, I think like a, well, at least a couple months ago now. And she was like, I forgot I had this. She goes, it works so well. And I'm like, I know. And I use it just the way you would use Vicks. Like, especially yeah. when baby girl doesn't feel good, which isn't often but i put it on her little feet and we put her socks on and i put it on her chest Ooh. and i put it on her back
1: and she <laughs> that sounds so good right now
0: good to go like <laughs> and it's so refreshing because it's yeah. just eucalyptus like there's mm-hmm. a couple of other um natural ingredients in it but it doesn't burn the way that vix does and i'm sorry y'all but for me like that just doesn't feel right you know, like that menthol, like sizzle. Oh, gosh, no. I can't do menthol. Like, I've never <laughs> been able to do it, I think. Yeah, so the Zarbies is definitely my go-to. And that's all okay. she, whenever she gets sick, like the cough syrup and all that good stuff, like, we use their stuff for her. She just started taking vitamins, too. <gasps> oh, my gosh, me! I know. <laughs> I got her. They're called Smarty Pants. Ooh. Yeah, they're for they're a multi and an omega-3. It's got fiber, uh, vitamin D3, and vitamin K. So we're working on digestion, immunity, and her bones. Nice. How did this turn into a episode uh, about all of our health supplements? Uh, <laughs> I
1: just – I knew you started the new gummy <laughs> regimen, and I wanted to know more. And – um you know, as folks are navigating their own health and yeah, it doesn't happen on accident. It's intentional, just like our, our inner health and our, our inner peace. Like this I mean, bodily not, health doesn't
0: happen on accident. You ain't wrong. That's true. So, <laughs> yes, those are all the things happening in this house. When we talk about health and wellness. So I'm about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Well, which honestly, you. I think. i just remembered like i think it's also a really good segue into our conversation today because a lot of this for me um goes back to my like my boundaries about health and my boundaries about like taking care of myself and being better for myself Mm. right um so em why don't you let folks know what it is that we are talking about today I
1: am more than happy to talk about what we'll be talking about today. Um, (laughs) So, of course, all of it always makes sense because we plan these out so delicately. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) You know, tis the season. Everyone is going to be starting to either do this for themselves or see others doing it. And you're going to feel the pressure. It's it's. New Year's. We're setting yeah. goals, we're setting resolutions, we're setting intentions, whatever you want to call it. Um, a lot of folks like to take this this holiday as an opportunity to start a new page, start fresh. Yeah. Um, and we we love fresh starts. I think that it's great to I'm. Um, we're always encouraging reflection and, you know, making sure that you're doing the things that serve you and leaving behind the things that do not. So um, whatever you call them, resolutions, goals, intentions, I know that we're all going to be um, in the headspace of of trying to find what is it about how we are now that we want to either improve or um, continue doing from the previous year? How do we wanna keep being our best selves in 2021? Um, so as i was doing this thinking for myself i went into a place where i started to think about how can it go wrong Mm. i like to plan um by thinking about ways that things can go wrong and something that i came across was this idea of self-betrayal so self-betrayal is essentially the opposite of self-forgiveness and self-compassion it's We know, we betray ourselves within relationships. We betray ourselves when we are goal setting. We betray ourselves um, when we are pursuing new endeavors in big and small ways. And Mm -hmm. so I wanted to take, um, I wanted us to talk about all the ways that we could potentially do this to ourselves because I I think we do a really good job articulating um, the importance of boundaries Mm -hmm. and self-care, self-preservation, but I don't think we... Uh, we've actually talked about how it can go so wrong for ourselves um, Mm -hmm. in that we can sabotage our own boundaries sometimes and it comes from a deficiency of needs des when you hear self-betrayal what does that make you think of
0: well, when you first mentioned it to me, I immediately thought of all of the times when I refused or didn't say no. I also thought of the times I talk a lot about overextension versus stretching. Right. Which we learned from Audrey Lorde um, and the act of self-preservation. So that's what I thought of. Right. Mm-hmm. Like and the word Betrayal to me is just such a strong word like I didn't do nearly as much theater I think as you might have done but like reading a script and like marking the pieces where like that starts to like build in a play or in a musical or like that's always the climax of something Mm. is like when the betrayal happens right (laughs) So when I hear self-betrayal, I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) like, what did I, when did I, in what places of my life have I done that to myself? I also think of like Mm self-sabotage for a long time. I was so good at doing that shit to myself and to my relationships, um, and I, for a while, I was like, it's because I'm a Leo and I love drama. And then I was like, no, bitch, it's because you have trauma and you need to work through it in therapy. <laughs> like, it's, not, <laughs> it's not just because you're a Leo. Like, if you like drama, watch some on Netflix, like, right. get over it yourself. But I think, I think a lot of it is really tied to um, the automatic responses that we have based on things that we have learned through trauma. Um, right. Right. It's a different
1: self-betrayal is one of those ways that that unresolved trauma comes up. Yeah. Um, And there are some signs of self-betrayal that I was able to look up and, you know, maybe have experienced myself um, are addictive behaviors. Yeah. Procrastination. mm -hmm, Clinging to bad habits. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Feelings of inadequacy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> A lack of attention to your needs. hmm And some of those causes of self-betrayal can start from this fear of disapproval of others. Uy. That part is what made me kind of seize up because <sighs> in this culture of setting resolutions and oh my gosh talking about weight loss don't get me started Ugh. on diet culture and that mess yeah, yeah. But this idea of like fear of disapproval of others and really got to me because i feel like we are in such a everyone's putting each other on a stage of like, what are you going to be doing this year that's different? I feel like there was a lot of that that we were combating in 2020, like, oh, you're working from home, you must have all this time to like, take on new hobbies, start a YouTube channel, and start a side hustle. You know, some people did, some people didn't. Um, But there was some like innate, like uh, competitive nature of this purpose kind of culture, or not, sorry, not purpose culture, this hustle culture. Right. Um, And you had, like, I started to feel this fear of disapproval of others, like, wasted potential. Right. Um, And it felt so ugly. So, Mm -hmm. um, the ways that you can also experience it, these are some sentence starters. If you've ever thought these things, um then you may be experiencing some self-betrayal. So one of them is, I don't, I won't deserve love until I've lost this much weight. Ugh. Ugh. That is one area of self-betrayal. Another sentence starter is, I won't be happy until I've made this much money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that one kind of wow. sounds like me sometimes. Um, and then the other one is I want to prioritize logical thinking so I will ignore my feelings. Ugh. Oh, gosh.
0: Uh-huh. That was my work environment. Like, oh, pre-vacation time, which I guess we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Gosh. so I think,
1: how have you experienced this, Des? And maybe we can talk specifically about romantic relationships or friendships. We can talk about it um, in our work lives. What,
0: where yeah. does it show up most prominently for you? I think for me, it definitely shows up. N- now it shows up um, hmm, probably in work. But I'm. that's the part that I'm really starting to, like, focus on for me. Mm-hmm. But prior to being able to shift my focus to work, so the reason I can shift my focus to, like, figuring this shit out at work is because I've, for the most part, figured this shit out in other spaces, right? And right. So, through a lot of therapy, um, I realized growing up, that okay y'all know Chewie and I have been together off and on for a long time more on than off right but during those off times I clung to people who needed me and were very vocal about needing me Hmm. like for everything everything and people who highly depended on you Yes. Emotionally, sometimes financially, like, and, and that's how I felt loved. I was like, oh, they must love me because I'm the person they call for everything. They must love me because they trust me with all this information. They, and, but there was never this like reciprocation Mm -hmm. of it. Right. And I was so quick To be like, oh my gosh, this per I don't want to say this person's name. I doubt they listen to the podcast, but like. (laughs) You can make up a name if you need to. There was one person in particular that Mm -hmm. I saw this play out with very strongly. And to this day, like that particular, like thing or that relationship was the one that I used in therapy to help me identify when I would see these things happening in other relationships. Like mm. this individual took me home to their family, like introduced me as like their future like Partner was like super excited to have me involved with their mom, and that for me was huge at that time in my life. Because at that time in my life, I definitely thought like I wanted to be big on this whole family notion and like have a bunch of kids. Like that ended real quick, but like
1: (laughs) this was this expectation you had, yeah,
0: and and they made that seem like such a reality. For me, because they needed me all the time, like they wanted me at their like, you know, sports activities and they wanted me to come visit them at work and they wanted me to come and have lunch with them and they wanted me to like help their mom with these things and they trusted me with like their nieces and nephews and there was all of this energy that I was pouring into this person and into their life literally for like maybe a year hmm. And I was so excited because I thought that this was going to turn into this like beautiful relationship. And then when I confronted this person and told them like, but you have you have to feel these things for me because this is the way you're treating me. They were like, yeah, no, no. And I was like, oh, my God. And that's when I realized, like, I have put myself in a position to allow this person to use me Mm -hmm. i've never said no i've never like i just i overextended and i put myself in debt to help this person wow like and not once did i stop to think about how am i betraying myself in this situation like i I mean, in that period of my life, I wrote more poetry than I've ever written. Most of it about that individual. It doesn't exist anymore because I wasn't holding on to that. But I was creating so much more art during that time, but it was all centered around this particular person. And for so long, I was so angry. Hmm. And I, I I wanted all of the love that I was getting from other people to look like that. Even though I knew that it didn't work and that that wasn't the the kind of love that I was supposed to be receiving, I wanted people to need me in that capacity. But whenever it happened, nobody was reciprocating that for me. Like, I could not count on those people for anything. And it wasn't until my therapist was like, that's like... We identified that together. We identified the fact that I was pouring and pouring and pouring and nobody was stopping to pour back in the slightest way. That this entire time I had been betraying myself Mm. and I had not been putting myself first and I had not been asking others to think about my needs in those relationships as well. And it, it took... I've, I've since reached out to that individual I think about a year ago Because I I grew this huge affinity To their mother I still think mm-hmm. about her almost every day um, Sometimes I just want to like Leave her carnations Because I know that they're her favorite um, I used to take them to her every Sunday And you know So I I reached out And I was like hey I know it's been a long time I know we didn't end on the best terms Like I hope you're well I really just want to know how your mom's doing And um, and I expected them to respond the way that they would have, you know, ten years ago. Thankfully, they didn't. Um, when they you were, say that,
1: you mean like, like angrily, I, or like? I
0: wanted them to be like really selfish about. Oh, well, I expected them to be like very selfish about it. Like, who the hell do you think you are after all these years? Or like, how dare you? You know, mm. we end it like because it didn't end well at all. Right. So you, um, you expected them to be that person that yeah, you I really did. left them at. I, yeah, I really, really did. And they, they're they not, well, for the most part. Um, or they, <laughs> they didn't were, present uh, that to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they, they were like, that was a really long time ago. And, you know, I I would hope that we're in a place in our lives now where we move past that and she's doing well thank you for asking you know and i was like oh look at you you must have gone to therapy too wow <laughs> so that felt really good right but that doesn't right. always happen it doesn't always happen that way and i think we've talked about this before where like relationships are, or things that you've gone through don't always end that like packaged that nicely right you don't always right. and we don't always get to go back and get that closure for ourselves and so i I think I was really lucky in that sense, but um, but yeah, that's that particular relationship will always be the one that I go to when people ask me, like, when was the time you knew you weren't taking care of yourself in a relationship? Wow. That is going to be it, probably for the rest of my life.
1: I want to rewind to that moment when you and your therapist came to that conclusion that those acts the way that love was being expressed from you was yeah. actually a form of self-betrayal like yeah was that easy to accept did it take Hell you some no. time to like
0: reconfigure girl <laughs> girl it was not easy because i i had always understood that my way of loving was through giving mm-hmm. whether it was my time my money my whatever little like you need a sweater here like that i honestly thought and fully believed that my way of loving was to exhaust myself beyond my own ability to like care for myself. And that's not true. Like the way that I love now is so like I will still do those things for you. If you need it and I've got it, you can have it. But that's not the way that I love people, right? And I really had to learn that I could not connect acts of service that were depleting me to love. Right. Because that's not what that is. Right. I I could not say yes to something, knowing that I didn't want to do that and equate it to love. And I will say, sometimes we do that. We have to, we mm-hmm. have to, we have to find compromise, Right. but the compromise cannot be something that, that eats away at you it can't be something that like puts you at risk it can't be something you know what i mean like it needs to be a, a a compromise that still feels fine because you know that your partner will eventually in like two or three days six months whatever have to compromise for you and that they'll be willing to do so right i was putting myself in positions where i just i made myself sick right and it took a really long time for me to accept that that was not the way that that love was or is and i didn't want to accept that for a long time because i had i had grown so accustomed to just letting people take and mm. so it it was really hard and i think the biggest shift came when I was in Santa Barbara like after graduating college and Mm -hmm. leaving um and coming back like it took a couple years for me to realize that if I'm if I'm overextended if I'm not taking care of myself if like I can't really love people where they are the way that I I strive to do now and it I think becoming a mom also taught me a lot of that. Like it reinforced this lesson of I cannot overextend because, and we've talked about, you know, you're struggling. You have
1: to be there for someone else.
0: Yeah. And we've also talked about my journey out of postpartum depression a little bit. Right. Right. Like that was a whole nother time of self-betrayal that I, and, and it was different this time. Right. So yeah, it's it's really hard to have to sit with those feelings and and those emotions because again, my the way that I loved people at that point was a response to trauma. My relationship with my mother and the, it, and it's the mother wound, and I will forever pour salt into that one because it's <sighs> it's deep, yeah, right? But it's yeah. like I the way that my mother taught me to show her love was through overextension, was through doing things that I knew I shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. Or that I really couldn't do as a child, but found ways to get them done anyways. Because I thought if I do this for her, she's going to love me.
1: Oh the that's that's the the the
0: thinking, if this then that. Yes. If this that, that transactional yeah, expectation. Yes, it was very much transactional. And that's yeah. and that was how I loved people for like the first twenty seven years of my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. That I I feel that wholeheartedly. I I know what that feels like. Yeah. I know what it feels like to kind of betray yourself over and over again. And the awful thing is I know what it I knew what it felt like and I did it anyway. Yeah. I knew what it felt like (laughs) and I did it anyway. I did it and I've done it in romantic relationships. I've done it yep. thinking like similar to how you described this this relationship all that time ago, like thinking it's going to lead to this. so it's okay to betray myself mm. here. It's mm. it's okay to you know compromise my my values, my priorities right. not not that it's I, I do think it's possible to compromise and not. Betray yourself. Oh uh, absolutely. But that's absolutely. not what I was doing. Right. <laughs> I was lying to them and telling myself, negotiating with myself that it was okay to mm. to let myself down. Um Oof. and so these are some of the costs, and I think like your story so beautifully illustrated some of some of the ways that these um can show up. So mm-hmm. some of the costs of self betrayal that I found are losing touch with your intuition
0: oh gosh yes
1: (laughs) being chronically indecisive Fuck. losing a (laughs) sense of Mm self-respect becoming resentful Mm -hmm. and allowing others to determine your life
0: oh gosh i am cringing right now y'all like if (laughs) i wish you could say like i am i am cringing yeah Oh,
1: the chronically indecisive part hurts to stare at. Like I'm looking at my own writing. Like, oh, I know, girl. Dang I know.
0: It. As so, soon as you said that, I was like, mm. you looking at me? <laughs> I was like, are we are we truth telling today? Is that what we're doing?
1: <laughs> yes, we are. Yes. This, you know, this is what we came here to do. Yeah, um, you ain't wrong. Yeah, I am chronic. The ways that I know self betrayal is imminent and and is um something that I'm leaning towards is when I start feeling chronically indecisive. Yeah, and what what that feels like is I am starting to negotiate with myself all of the outcomes. You know, I like to. Mm-hmm. I'm very imaginative um in my relationships, and I want to think through like if I do this, how will they react? If I, yeah. you know, so part of self-betrayal is becoming really self-absorbed and prioritizing your appearance to others. Yeah. Like, I need to be seen as this. So because I'm, like, tailoring each decision to evoke a certain reaction from a friend or a partner or my parents, Mm. I no longer know what I want. I don't yeah. know, I I don't have that connection to my intuition. I don't know what feels right anymore. And at that point, when it gets really bad, I don't even know what, what is right for me. And that's not a priority, and I don't care. Like when it's really bad, I don't care um, if, if it's going to do me any good. All I want to do is get past, um, this quarrel we're having or this argument like i am i have no stamina in fights des i don't know if i've talked to you about this but recently i have found out i and i was thinking oh it's because i don't have time for bullshit no i have no stamina for arguments like i i have lost my spine recently and being when i do get into like a really intense argument fortunately that only happened a few times all of 2020. But I have no stamina to like stick the course mm. and make my case. Mm. I want to just wave a white flag. Like, I want to get over it so fast. And I will... S- I have done this. I will start saying anything I need to say to get through that fight. Mm-hmm. And it's not about... It's not about me anymore. And I'm not saying it in like, oh, I'm so... I'm so humble and I'm showing all this humility and I've I'm giving my like giving over to the others like it's not in that way it's in this self-betrayal lost all sense of my own intuition and my own needs no sense of self-respect I will say whatever you want to hear so that we can no longer have this conversation Mm -hmm. and I hate that I don't know yet how to work through that. Mm-hmm. i know i have a sense of where to start it's you know <laughs> understanding my needs and my values yeah but putting that into practice whoo, it just sounds so
0: scary it is scary and it's exhausting because you're going to start building new muscle
1: mm-hmm.
0: and girl <laughs> it's gonna be hard It's going to be hard. And I mean, I'm sure this is not going to shock you, but like, I, I knew that already.
1: Of course you did. (laughs) Because
0: it doesn't, it doesn't (laughs) just show up like when you're arguing with folks, it also shows up when you have to make too many decisions about details. Oh yeah. Which is why I'm always the person who asks, like, what do you want the, the outcome to be? Like, what do we need to get to? This is what you want us to get to. Cool. I can help you make all the other decisions in between. Oh, girl, this is my self (laughs) pitfall. I know. I know. Which is why, like, as the person who just (laughs) wants people to be okay and to get us to where we need to be, Mm -hmm. whenever I Mm -hmm. notice that that's where you're heading, that's why, I don't know if you've noticed, I always try to stop whatever you're saying or whatever you're thinking to be like, hey, can we recenter? Where do you want us to get? Mm. And usually it works to like rail you back in. <laughs> <laughs> but if people don't know that about you, right. They're not gonna know that you know how to ha- and and not everybody will know how to help you. Not everyone will know what questions to ask. They and a lot of that is just based on the fact that like you and I have this relationship mm-hmm. built and I I know how to respond to most things. Right. Whereas like others won't know. And so I think I think a big part of that is as you start building allies in your work and in the spaces where you're having most of this conflict, like your allies need to know, like, this is how this is when I start to shut down. And (sighs) these like these are the things that you need to ask. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is so important because I you know, like the person I'm talking to the most besides myself is my partner on a daily basis. And so when we do have um, any kind of conflict, you know, it pains me that they want to talk about it right then and there and process it. And they know my instinct is to GTFO. (laughs) My instinct is to... Yeah, let's let's change the subject. I'm yep. over it. Let's go. And they're like, no, no, no. Come back. We're gonna walk through step by step. And oh my gosh, I, I appreciate about I appreciate this about our relationship. But I can't say I ever look forward to it. I cannot say I'm not there yet. I'm always okay. dreading. Oh, here we go. We got to talk about it now. Um, and the thing is, okay, we're talking about relationships, but f- I also want to make a plug that self-betrayal can exist in other spaces. Oh, 100%. And for me, it also exists professionally.
0: Uh-huh. I know. Because
1: <laughs> as some folks know, like Des, I've only applied to like less than 10 jobs in my life. hmm The idea and that I hear from folks who job search or, or, or like wanna make a career change of applying to 20 plus jobs in the span of six months sounds terrible. So what I've discovered that I do um, is, you know, thinking about like goals. Um, I don't like to set them I just am very <laughs> ambiguous with setting uh-huh. them because they're, therefore, I'll never fail because I didn't set any goals. That, <laughs> that old cheat okay. that I have going for me.
0: I cannot. <laughs> Look, can I just say right now that if you did not meet your goal, it does not mean that you failed. I That's the, that's the hump I can't get over. That is, Bro, we need that is over. the trauma.
1: That's the, what the, not the, I don't have a, Well, I was about to say I don't have a mother wound. I'd be lying. Uh, Um, I'm talking about (laughs) my, uh, what do they call it now? The kids call it like the honor student wound. Like, like, you know, when you grew up in elementary, middle school, you were always like in the star classes and you were an honor student and you Uh, were always expected to like have top marks and like perfect attendance and all that i have this sense of like i need to succeed or it's a failure Mm. and so my wound where my self-betrayal shows up is that lack of not setting precise goals because i think if i don't achieve them i might
0: not like myself for a little bit yeah so why set them why set up any kind of goal and risk the chance of failure. So we have not yet gotten to the space where we recognize that even when a goal has not been achieved, there is learning and growth in whatever did happen.
1: Right, because if we rewind to the beginning of this episode, or after our Senora talk, I mentioned that self-betrayal is the opposite of self-compassion. Yeah, it is. And here I am, a year into our podcast,
0: Still learning.
1: Okay, what that but a year ago, like.
0: a year ago, you <laughs> wouldn't even have been able to articulate that. True, just like you would not have been able to say that out loud without probably getting really frustrated with yourself, and maybe even crying, and then dodging a conversation about it altogether. So, <laughs> I must say, oh, she knows me too. Well. Leaps and bounds. From where we were two years ago, when we first started planning our little baby podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, girl. December 2018, Emily was...
0: Okay. December 2018, (laughs) Emily was, you know, making plans without thinking about anything when it came to self-betrayal. So, you know what I mean? So, it's just... I also want you to realize that even though you haven't set a ton of goals for yourself, like just thinking about your journey, girl, like look at how far, you know, you've gotten in comparison to where we were when we first started having these conversations and all of the self-awareness that you have gained Yeah. Yeah. The self awareness is, I think, the most beautiful gift because now you have the ability to name what that betrayal looks like. Mm -hmm. And you know damn well, like, I'm not going to let you not set any goals now. Like, and even if they're small. Right.
1: Right. Like, that's
0: how we start breaking patterns is Mm -hmm. through doing things. In really small ways that eventually build to no longer having a fear or to no longer having an issue with said thing, right? So it's like, even if the goal is to drink two of your water canteens a day. If you met that goal at the end of the day, you're gonna feel pretty good about the fact that you. I know you're like me; you wanna check off physically check off that box, oh, right? Give me that checklist, baby. Exactly. You're <laughs> a checklist person, Dorian. Shout out! Like I know, I know my people are checklist people. So, if the self, be- like if working through that self portrayal means that you do it in really small ways. And allow yourself the time to reflect, even when we don't get there for the small things, it becomes that much easier to do it when it's the larger things. And and as you start to invite people on that journey with you, if you choose to, they get to become a part of processing that part with you and reminding yourself that you have to be graceful. Just the way that you are with other
1: people. True. True. Yeah. And that's always, it's that thing. It's, you know, it's always easier to do that in front of other people.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. With
1: other people, for other people. All the time. And I'll let you in on some of my own tricks. So you can, and you probably know this, but if for those of you who are like me and like loopholes, you might (laughs) think like, oh, I'm going to set these like goals that are clearly attainable and never stretch past what I think I can do. Uh-huh. Yes. And so you're like, oh, look, on the side, I'm setting goals that I already knew I could do and not leaving room for that, that fail space. Right. You know? So for can all of t- you who are like me out there <laughs> with this trickery, like, <laughs> it stops here. Trickery. Yeah. Uh, this is self betrayal, and it, I'm yeah. I'm tired of it. I I am tired of not letting myself have that. Letting myself like try
0: really hard, yeah, because that's where the growth happens. Right? So can, we, can we not call it fail space and call it like growth space instead? You know what? Let's do that because i need i need to start saying
1: growth space because i will internalize fail space and it won't be
0: nice no it won't be nice and Mm-mm. and I think if if this last year taught us anything just the ability to grow in and of itself is a gift oh absolutely right and yeah. so i think you're we're already in a good place because you recognize like this is the self betrayal and it like the buck stops here. Right. Like we're going to transition the language, which I know for you is really critical. Em and I, I'm sure y'all have figured this out. We are like words, language type people. Like how do we shift? We, we don't exist in other spaces in a deficit language. So we cannot exist that way with ourselves. Right. Because that is also self betrayal.
1: Yeah. Right. We're careful with our the words. We strive to be careful with our words on how we talk about ourselves. Our inner monologues are so important.
0: But we extend that grace to all of the other people that we surround ourselves with. Right? Yeah, no doubt. I and I think I may have mentioned this in season one, but like when I started my journey to better health, I created a completely different social media page because I I wanted to be really aware and and really considerate of my friends who were not ready to see someone so close to them go on this kind of journey, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if we are so self-aware of, not just self-aware, but if we are so aware of the people around us, and how our actions and our words impact those that we love we have to give ourselves the same grace and the same kind of attention yeah you know if i'm not going to use certain words or certain language around some of my friends because i know that it might be triggering or i know that it's going to lead them to spiral down a down you know a, d- into a dark place I have to do that with myself as well. If I know that certain actions or behaviors around people are not going to support them or lift them up, I have to do that for myself.
1: Yeah. But as, you know, and as we are recovering (laughs) self-betrayers... I like that. Yes. We're all recovering self betrayers. <laughs> we have to know that it's okay to mm-hmm. to put ourselves first. Yes. And you know, the, the sentence that we both kind of like gasped on earlier was, I no longer need to betray myself to feel love. No.
0: The one that I wrote down in my, uh, my planner, where'd it go? I wrote it down right before we started. I can say no, and still receive love. Mm-hmm. There are so many other iterations of that. Yeah. So as as we start to think about, you know, because I'm sure for folks, this this episode will be a little on that heavier side because we've talked about boundaries, we've talked about respecting your boundaries, but like M said, like this is the other the other side of that coin. Right. As you start thinking about ways that you have self-betrayed, how did you do that? And what becomes your, I can say blank and still receive love? Hmm. Right. Like there was um, I can take care of myself first and still receive love. Right. Like, yeah. I can do this. I can say that and still receive love. Yeah. Like, What are you going to call yourself out on to recognize that like I can set goals and not achieve them and still receive love? That's, that's the t-shirt I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it for you on my new cricket when I learn how to use it. Um Yes. <laughs> we'll get there one day (laughs) um so hopefully someday soon um but it's like these are you know and I think we say it all the time that like we have to be gentle with ourselves right because we should be loving ourselves first and Mm -hmm. these for me these are the kind of like little mantras that work best because I am a yes girl most of the time
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's your that's your default that's your yes that is my default that's my default Des, can you yes (laughs) yes love what do you need right always and so I think reading this like I can say no and still receive love right and so I'm gonna challenge y'all like write it down what is it what is the one way that you self-betray yourself like self-betray the most and what is it that we need to stop doing and recognize that, like, we can still receive love. The journaling
1: exercise, I am, um, I wrote it down, I wrote my blank space, and I'm going
0: to journal on that. I think that's a wonderful exercise, Des. Yeah. And it's, you know, it goes right back to not being able to pour from an empty cup.
1: hmm
0: And we hear it all the time, y'all, all the time.
1: We're just finding new ways of exploring
0: what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for for bringing this today, boo. Well,
1: thank me. Thank you for <laughs> guiding me through this experience. <laughs> I am benefiting from that same
0: therapist you had. So
1: thank Look them it. too.
0: That person was incredible. And I'm super sad that they are no longer my therapist, but it's okay. They have moved on to do grander things with their life, um, which, you know, reminds me, I need to find a new therapist soon. So, but anyways, same. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, my loves for joining us today. Um, again, if this brought up any anything really, uh, I invite you to pause when you're done listening to this episode. Take a couple of deep breaths. Step outside if you can. Um, do something that helps you recenter and get back to where you need to be to finish your day. Um, it's not easy to talk about the ways that we betray ourselves. Whew, thank you for that
1: reminder, Des, to center yourself after, you know, chewing on this very hefty subject with us. Mm-hmm. And thank you for for guiding me. I want to hear from you first this time. What will you yes. be doing the next few days, few a uh, couple of weeks, to be your best mejor self?
0: I have a passion planner don't come at me with suggestions or questions y'all. Cause I'm just now learning, like I'm learning how to use it still. <laughs> um, I was gifted one last year and it was the monthly version and I kind of liked it, but I needed more space to write. Mm-hmm. So I'm a note taker. So I was like, let's try the daily. So I got the daily version. Um, but what I like is that it still has like the ability to do the month. So mm-hmm. I bought the little stickers and stuff at like target and I put um Little stickers that remind me, like, you need to move today. Like, you need to get up and move your body. Whether that's, um, I have, like, uh, little weights that I do. Sometimes we take Sophia for a walk. I have a step. I love step workouts, y'all. Take me back mm-hmm. to the, like, 80s. So Jazzercise. Bought-
1: yes,
0: I love them. I took a step class at Rio Hondo. Shout out to the Roadrunners. Like, and I loved it so much. So, anyways, I bought a step. So my goal is to uh, pay attention to my little stickers and make sure that, like, if I have a sticker that, like, is asking me to be active that day, that, like, I actually pay attention to my sticker and I get up and I do something active. It doesn't necessarily have to be for long, but it needs to be some kind of movement. So that is the goal, um, and it's for the next two weeks, because next weekend, the fourteenth, we are going to be quarantining in Big Bear <laughs> as a family. So, I love. That. Um, yeah. So I just want to be ready to like spend some more outside time with Sophie in that space, and in order to do that, I have to prepare myself, you know, two weeks before. So and get a little more movement happening. So
1: that's my a little little sticker guidance. It's kind of like yes. Love note reminders for yourself
0: to do the things that you want to do. And they're so cute. Like one of them is like a tennis shoe. The other one is like a heart that just has like a little reminder to like move your heart. The another one is like, it's like a flex. I love it. They're so cute. I got them at Target in the dollar (laughs) section. I live there. Okay. Uh,
1: I want to see a picture of this sticker situation at some point.
0: Yes, I will send you one later when I finish the month. Ooh, January. That's my goal for tomorrow. Anyways, what about you, my love? What are you doing to be your mejor sola self?
1: I am going to actually journal about 2020. I've seen so many great um, end-of-year journal reflection guides pop up on social media and here and there. And I I wrote out the page on my journal. I'll show you right now. It says, goodbye, 2020. Yes, she did, y'all. I'm seeing it right now. Absolutely blank. It's a whole-ass page. <laughs> I wrote it down. All the intentions of doing it. I just hadn't done it. Um, so I want to actually take some time. Um, I, I I was feeling rushed. I, it, it's weird. I have an odd relationship with Instagram. And I was like, should I do a top nine? <laughs> do I need to find my best photos of the year? And then it, like, got, it got me in a really... like. I, I don't know if anyone else feels this way about social media maybe not if you're a little younger i I don't know i sometimes think too much about what i'm posting
0: Me, yes girl yes
1: it's like emily the the instagram brand version of myself has a lot of expectations and i don't know how to please her sometimes so um anyway i was like fuck that i'm not gonna stress about publicly reflecting about this <laughs> wild year we just had okay and i'm not gonna tie it up in a pretty bow so i just you know made a quip my you know one of my defense mechanisms is humor so i made a little quip about you know my hair mm-hmm. um, which was you know went on its own journey this year and i did want to pay respect did. i mean it did <laughs> and
0: it. absolutely beautiful still <laughs> Thank you. Regardless, I feel like your hair could literally do anything and still be fly as fuck. So
1: <sighs> thank you. There's not a lot of like definitive things I feel like certain about, but that what you just said, I feel certain about. Um, okay. <laughs> so all that to say, I want to actually fill up this journal page and reflect on my year. Think about you know, what I'm bringing into the new year. I know we talked about that publicly, but, you know, I want to do a lot of that work privately and just, um, you know, connect with my my inner intuition and see where those gems are. So yes. I'm really looking forward to spending that time with myself. Good. I love it. If y'all have not checked out Em's page recently, she's got some pretty fire photos up there. <laughs> so. Thank you. you. Know. Emily the brand does have fun sometimes. I'm not always like Stop intimidated <laughs> by her, but you know, I sometimes I have fun with her.
0: Yes. <laughs> Alright, my loves. Please remember to be gentle with yourself.
1: Because your first love should be you. Bye. I- the Hot Sola is an independent podcast recorded, edited, and produced by Des and M. You can find us on Instagram at Mejor sola Podcast. that's M-E-J-O-R-S-O-L-A podcast, and on Twitter at Mejor sola Pod. Let us know how you are being your Mejor sola self by tagging us in your photos and using hashtag Mejor sola self. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you.